Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, guys, welcome back um, to the Friday edition, the 157-pound edition of the Rankings Podcast. Christian Piles here, joined by Ben Golden once more. And... Um, a 157 for for me just from a not not so much looking at it from a rankings perspective but from a a fan perspective it, it's a it's a great weight it's going to be super super entertaining you've got some absolutely dynamic wrestlers Imar Miller um, you've got Anolf and, and Marstell are two young guys that are coming in so for me it's a weight I'm I'm looking extremely forward to I don't know about you Ben but I, I think this is going to be a fun one to watch. Yeah, I, I think it will, too, because we're going to see guy. We have, after the top three, we have, you know, there's a, I don't want to say a drop-off, but there's a, a, a drop-off in who's going to be good wrestlers. But, you know, it's a lot of unproven people, and you know some people, but there's some very good young guys or guys coming off red shirts that have very good red shirts that you know are going to emerge and be very competitive in this way. So that's going to be exciting to watch um, happen yeah. over the, the course of the season. Yeah, no, but and it, you're absolutely right. The word drop-off is the word you're, you're looking for after Brissetta. Um, also of note, as you're going to notice immediately, no Brian Robuto. Um, Brian is going to be moving up. Um, how far, you'll find out. Uh, Monday or Tuesday, how far he's going up, but he is going up, and so that just one less super proven guy, and we already lost James Green and Dylan Ness and and some other uh, tough talent. So there's there's voids to be filled, and there's young talented guys to fill it. Um, Imar obviously a clear one, Miller um, a clear two, and Brissetta Pretty clear three. Too. Yeah, and, and Brissetta three, um, very cut and dry I feel like now it gets interesting for me at four with someone like Austin Matthews who uh, two years ago I believe he was round of 12 he had some nice wins he beat Blaze Butler he beat Parati the year Parati All-American he beat Shidel who was 
actually really good that year. Um, Chino and Gresham. So he's had some really nice wins. Proceeded to beat uh, last year before he got injured. He beat Brian Murphy, who is our five, as well as Luke Smith, who is um, just outside the top ten. So he's beaten a lot of. I mean, he has. He doesn't have the. Uh, you know, he doesn't have a elite top four type of win. But for this field, um, he's pretty good. So it's it's a little tougher when he missed. You know basically all last year but you know he beat the guy he beat Murphy so I think he slots in well at four uh I'm sure other places might not do that but I I think this is where he belongs yeah you know it's a it it feels like a dicey pick it feels like a dicey pick just because he was injured all year last year and he wasn't sniffing number four the year before that or even last year but it's it's just just the you know, this this is vacated by those guys, Robuto gone, Ness gone, you know, graduation, hurting things. And, you know, we look at, based on, you know, the the other top performers from last year are, are Brian Murphy, Cody Pack. Um, yeah. You know, so it's like, but Brian Murphy, it's, it, he simply, he doesn't have the great wins himself. Uh, you know, his best wins were over, like, Josh Demas. Which is something. But, it's something, but and, and Demas almost also beat him. You know, so he was right, right, absolutely. And in the meanwhile, Mur- Murphy lost to Russell Parsons, Hernandez, Austin Matthews. You know, and then at NCAA's, uh, he did all. Right, he did all right, but uh, you know, you know, it's like he doesn't. There's not a. It's not like he's the clear number four either. And so we're looking at. A guy who beat him a year ago, and you know has been was solid the year before that. So it's a it's a little bit of a dicey pick, but it, I think it's the right decision. Um, and you know, I, I definitely think we'll see some some shuffling in this as it happens. But this is the way it stacks out right now. Yeah, that's where it stacks now, and I'm sure there, there's a number of people, and I, there's some guys I want to circle back to, but um, Mitch Minotti is uh you know he's a two-time all-american he's gonna be a junior this year and he's 10th and you're you're gonna say well what the heck two-time all-american he's gonna be a junior and this is this isn't right but uh i don't i don't know that i can agree with that uh his wins at ncaa's even weren't even that great you know he gets eighth he beat colica that was his round of 12 win and this is a guy that lost to, um, you know, Blanco at conferences. And, you know, he lost to Greg Flournoy. Uh, you know, he lost to Aaron Walker and Thomas Gant. Um, you know, so it's like, uh, I don't know what to, to say to the, well, I do know what to say to the to the guys that are advocating for Mitchell. Is that he just, he gets it done in CAs, but at the same time, when you're comparing him to other guys, other guys have just simply done more in terms of, wins and losses and it's kind of like this with um another mountain hawk actually several mountain hawks um mason beckman was someone we got a little feedback for from different people uh including Mm -hmm. including one willie sailor thinking it's it's ridiculous (laughs) that we have him behind nation hall and taylor and he beat taylor and hall at at ncaa's or he yeah, yeah, he beat those guys. So why, how can we do it? Well, 
you know, kind of the same thing for Mitchell on to a lesser extent because Mason did have a lot of or, or several pretty good wins. But when you looked at Taylor and Halls, just they simply beat more and also better guys. So right. f- for that reason, and they didn't have those those losses like uh, like like Mason like Mason had. So, um, anyways. Not to get on a 133 tangent, but just wanted to throw that out there because that was something you guys communicated to us that you you had questions about. Um, so yeah, that's Mitchell Minotti. Um, ben, Ben, any takeaways? Any or anything to add there? No, I don't think so. But uh, maybe we could just rewind a little bit up to before dropping down to Minotti. Um, look at some of, some of the other guys rounding up rounding up the top eight. Uh, well. We have Cody Pack, who's just kind of filled in from last year. Last year, he's a not a guy you hear a lot about. He's a, a quiet guy because of the South Dakota um, schedule. You know, it's not a Big Ten schedule, so they're not wrestling big matches every week um, that, that are, is going to get their names in the headlines. But, you know, he beat the guys he was supposed to beat pretty much all year last year while everyone else at this weight class was losing the guys that they're supposed to beat. And so he had a, a steady climb, um, yeah, the, the whole year. He lost to Ness early, he lost to Lavallee, and he lost to Imar, Um And that was it, going into NCAAs. But, you know, at NCAAs, he lost to Mescola, which is his worst loss of the year, um, and then to Bruschetta. So, um it, Cody is back for uh, it. Correct me if I'm wrong here. He's a six-year senior, right? Oh, I don't know. I couldn't correct you because I don't actually know. But I, like- I, I have that in my head. It could be wrong. Um, but uh, that's that was my understanding. Maybe wrong. Anyway, so yeah, that's where where Cody is for his uh, consistency. Um, right. And then we got we we have. First of all, a, a Jason Nolf at uh, out of Penn State, a little more Penn State love, I guess you could say. But Nolf is a guy you were you were tuning his horn all year last year, very high on him. Um, and you know, and, and he had he, in limited action, he had very nice results. Um, at the very his, nice. he had exquisite right. results. Uh, ben Golden, he was fantastic. <laughs> he was. Does he know how you feel about him? I don't know if he does. I don't. Know. I think he probably does if he listens to, you know, I'm hoping <laughs> or reads your stuff. Yeah, I hope he does. Uh, yeah, if not, Jason Nolf, now you know. Now you know. Um, but no, he did quite well. Um, his big splash. He limited action, but his big splash was at the Southern Scuffle, where he beat Brian Realbuto. Uh, now it was Realbuto's first tournament back after a knee injury um, in the NCAA tournament the year before. So maybe, you know, maybe he wasn't in the shape he was in at the end of the year, but it was still, you know, it's still an excellent win. He beat Thomas Gant and Russell Parsons there as well. So he had a very good, albeit brief, redshirt season, um, you know, and he didn't rack up any bad losses. He lost only to Greed, and that's in a weight class where, you know, a lot of guys were losing funky matches. So North is a... He's got some nice wins, and he doesn't have any bad losses, so that's good enough to get him in the top eight. Sure. And, you know, he was someone that I originally advocated to be higher. Not not out of, uh, you know, we, we joke that I really am a big fan of Jason Knopf, and I, and I am. But I would never advocate for a higher ranking 
for that reason. But I, I thought, and I still think there's a case that could be made. He could be a, a four or five type of guy. Um, but for for the same reason, we kind of held Joey McKenna back despite and, – and they kind of have a comparable situation. And you kind of brought this up, Ben. Like we were a little slower on Joey because basically all his notable results were from one tournament. And by the same token, that's basically true for Nolf. Now, he wrestled at two other tournaments, but n- nobody that, that was on the rankings radar. No, no matches of, of actual meaning there. So you kind of cooled me down and helped us to be a little more consistent there. So Nolf comes back to seven. Uh, just ahead of Thomas Gant, another guy I love. I think he's going to do really well this year. Keep an eye on him for NC State. Um, he had a great year as well, beating um, Dylan Alton when when Dylan Alton was really wrestling well last year, beating Mitchell Minotti, uh, Lavalley, Aaron Walker, uh, and a couple other pretty tough guys. Uh, only bad, not even a bad loss, was to Nolf. Nolf handled him like I think I want to say six or seven to one. Um, so Gant's another guy who's back. He's been around to twelve before, I believe. He's the guy that's beaten Blaze Butler, Austin Matthews, Sal Mastriani, uh, Boyle, Boyle, IKB. So he's done well. I like him a lot. Look for him to maybe climb into the rankings. And I'll say right now, Nolf and, and Gann are potential top four or five guys. And, and maybe Nolf's upside, and well, definitely Nolf's upside is, is unquestionably higher. So those are two of my uh, favorites. And another guy I love this year, and I'm hoping that the – um, you know, the cut down won't have adverse effects. That's Chance Marsteller. He's someone who who came to Oklahoma State with um all the accolades and fanfare and, and if you want to call it hype surrounding him and um for all the drama, quote unquote, that kind of surrounded his freshman year, he just had great results. And um he, he beat, you know, an Ethan Ramos who was an All American. He beat Dylan Palacio, who we all know is super talented, and round of twelve, uh, Mikey England. So he was really, really good last year. He's got to come down. There's, uh, you know, with Daringer at sixty five, he's got the hammer there. So chance has to come down, and um, if he can be uh, essentially what he was last year at sixty five, down at fifty seven, I think he's a, a very, very interesting factor here. Another guy with. Um, a good shot at not only placing, but maybe someone that can break in and be a high placer. Absolutely. And, you know, that Ethan Ramos win is something we didn't know what it meant at the time. Right. Because Ethan Ramos hadn't yet beaten Nick Salsa at that point and then been an All-American later on in the year. But that really is a nice win uh, coupled with the battle that he had over, that Chance Marcella had over Dylan Palacio. That was a great um, And, you know, early on there was some skepticism and, I'll say, hating on Marsteller yes. because he was losing the guys in his own room. But you know what? One, they're guys in his own room, which is always kind of a funky situation, or not always, but can be a funky situation. And two, one of them is Anthony Colica, who's a good wrestler. And while Chance is a, is a true freshman, or uh, I'm sorry, yeah, a true freshman. So, you know, he really had quite a good year, uh, despite some of the criticisms that were you know, mounted against him. Yeah, yeah, and that's something that he's just probably gonna. That's something that's gonna follow someone with with uh, le- level of hype that Chance came in. Fair or not, 
that he came in with uh, out of high school. Another dude, Luke Smith, um, was was a tough-ish guy to place in that uh, he was another guy who was injured last year, missed much of last year. He had a loss to Austin Matthews, but essentially um, this ranking is based off of two years ago where he just was um, dreadful early, but rounded out uh, a round of 12 finish and and in that finish beating the likes of Dylan Alton and Austin Matthews, who we've mentioned, and Kyle Bradley, Thomas Gant, uh, Jim Volrath. Uh, you know who's good so he's he's good and um i think he he slots in well at 12 although we're really kind of looking back on last year's or two years ago performance to that to justify a 12th ranking right absolutely um then after after that we kind of bounce down to the 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 new additions anyway are dylan it's our dylan cottrell who was uh transferred in the middle of the season last year yeah. uh, to West Virginia, and he'll be uh, under Sammy Henson's tutelage now. Uh, and he's always been, his whole career, he's been a pretty, put out fairly consistent result, uh, uh, you know, that, that are pretty good. Um, two years ago, he beat Claxton and Rashado. He wasn't on his old schedule getting that much, you know, that Elite many premier matches. But, you know, he, he beat some decent guys in that, and he wound up beating Rashado also last year before transferring. Um, and then we just round out with a, a freshman to watch in Tyler Berger, then uh, John Boyle and Chad Walsh. Yeah. Number 20. So that's the weight. Um, not, as, not as many guys knocking at the door as we, we have it at other weights. This is a pretty set twenty, you know. There's maybe there's not a like at forty one. There's like four or five like absolute monsters that are just not ranked yet. Tommy Thorne and Brock Zacherl and guys. Like, there's not that here, or at least that we know of right now. Um, but other than that, it, it's it's a pretty good weight. It's one we're looking forward to. Uh, ben, do you have anything else to to add about this? Uh, no. Leaving the weight though, we have Anthony Parati. Yeah. Um, Rutgers senior going uh, up for his uh, final season. Yeah, yeah, Parati's up. That's why he's not in these rankings. So, um, thanks, thanks a lot for tuning in. Have a nice Friday. Have a good weekend, and uh, we'll see you Monday for one sixty-five.